You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts and watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. I think we're now over 900 subscribers, so thank you to all 900 of you and more who have supported the show, either by listening to it on, on your favorite podcasting platform or by watching the show on YouTube. Our next goal is now to get to 1,000 subscribers by the time the NFL draft rolls around. So we have 16 days to get that done. So please tell everyone you know who loves Panthers. And if you like what I do, let them know that, hey, this guy, he does his podcast. It's on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and you can watch it on YouTube, and you can go look at his beautiful face. Don't tell them to go check it out and subscribe to the show. Also, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or send me in a comment with Friday mailbag in the comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday episode of the show on Locked on Panthers YouTube page. All right, so 16 days away. NFL draft cannot wait to finally cross that finish line. I know that after that, there won't be a ton of stuff to talk about. We'll have rookie mini camp. We'll have OTAs. We'll have mandatory mini camp. And then there'll be that six, seven week period until we get down to Spartanburg, South Carolina. And maybe this won't be the last year we see them down at Wofford after I gave you an update on Monday of what's going on with the Panthers facility in Rock Hill as pro- as construction's been halted and David Tepper apparently is breaking leases and contracts and all that kind of stuff after Rock Hills uh, failed to secure the bond. So what's the future of that facility and that project? I have no idea. What's the future of the Carolina Panthers at quarterback? That's something that I want to know and something that you want to know and something I really don't have an idea about either. We spent a lot of time talking about the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation and the likelihood that they might take one there at six. I don't feel like any of the guys, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral out of Ole Miss, you name it. I don't feel like any of these guys are really a top 10 pick. Pickett would not have been drafted last year. If he would have been, it would have been a six or seven round pick. Does that now strike you as someone worth a top 10 pick after one year of playing really good football? And he was fantastic last year at Pitt when he won the ACC, carved up Clemson and that fantastic defense with plenty of future pros. But really, Kenny Pickett, one good season, now amounts to a top 10 pick. And we've seen it in the past. Mitch Trubisky only started one year, got drafted second overall. How's that worked out? Not what? Not great. Zach Wilson was a one-hit wonder. Started last year for the Jets, one second overall. Was the worst of the four starting quarterbacks in the New York Jets last year. Now, only one season is rookie year. We'll see how things pan out. But we've seen plenty of times where guys have one great season, and then mm, they're not all that great once they get to the NFL. So not really in love with that. Malik Willis, you love his personality. Got a ton of upside athleticism. He looks like the kind of guy that you need nowadays to win the National Football League. Went to Auburn. Couldn't beat out Jared Stidham. Bounced. Whole Bo Nix thing was going on too. Goes to Liberty, plays with Hugh Freeze. Looks pretty good. The one game he played against a team that was any good last season didn't look really great against Ole Miss. The main takeaway was Matt Corral. That guy might be pretty good. All that to say is, if they're going to take someone at six, I'll take Willis. I just don't necessarily believe that Willis is going to be that dude for the Carolina Panthers. Now, should they wait another year? 
We don't know how the se- how the season's going to go this upcoming year. I think the offensive line's going to be better. Defense should still be good. Hopefully McCaffrey's healthy. Hopefully Robbie Anderson comes back and plays well. Wide re- wide receiver three uh, emerges. And if that's the case, the Panthers are might, maybe looking at eight wins next season. If you have an eight-win team, you're not going to be sitting there at six overall next season. So if they want to take a bite at the apple and try to get a quarterback, th- the time is now. But, man, you really wish that the quarterbacks would have been a lot better or last season when you had another opportunity in what was considered then a deep quarterback class that you would have taken one. Mac Jones, Justin Fields, both were sitting there, and even they could have traded up and done the trade that San Francisco did if they loved Trey Lance or any of the guys that I mentioned before. But they didn't do that. So now here we are having the conversation about the Panthers potentially taking quarterback at six, even though everyone league-wide, scouts, draft experts, GMs have all pretty much said, and none of these guys were at the top 10 pick. But they also understand that in all likelihood, someone's going in the top 10, maybe even multiple guys, because teams need quarterbacks. We've seen how it's become a pass-first league. If you don't have that quarterback, you don't really have a chance at doing anything spectacular in a National Football League. But still, how serious are they actually? If you look at any of these Big boards, and you think about what the Panthers are probably looking at. They can't think that Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis is the sixth best player in this draft. There's just no way you can convince me of that. And I've said that multiple times now. And I was kind of encouraged to see this from Josh Norris, who works for Underdog Fantasy, used to be with Roto World. I worked for the Rams for a little bit. Elon alum like myself. And he's been on the podcast, was on last season. He does his own mock draft, had the most accurate of all the mock drafts last season. Kudos to Josh. And he's a Charlotte guy as well. In his mock draft that came out last week, he had the Carolina Panthers selecting Evan Neal out of Alabama, sixth overall, the left tackle, and I would absolutely love that move. And he was saying this, that I don't totally buy the Panthers being all in on this quarterback class. I'd phrase it this way. The Panthers want to be floored by a prospect in the 2022 NFL draft. Can one exceed their evaluations of Matt Jones and Justin Fields from last year? The two names they pass on in the top 10. Or have they become so desperate that they are totally altering plans that act they acted on in the previous years, instead saying rookie quarterback no matter what? If no, if one does wow them, expect to see another veteran added during draft weekend. Jimmy Garoppolo is still recovering from shoulder surgery. I know it was reported that Baker Mayfield and the Panthers have mutual disinterest. I would not fully rule that out yet. Desperate measures and anyone but Sam Darnold. The best point I think he brings up there is, Can any of these quarterbacks exceed the evaluations the team had last year of Mac Jones and Justin Fields? We go back to week nine of this past season in 2021 prior to playing the Patriots. When asked back Mac Jones, who was a part of the Carolina Panthers senior bowl roster down Mobile in 2021 in January, Matt Rules talked about how he felt like Mac Jones would be a really good quarterback in the National Football League, which was not the best thing to say considering that Sam Darnold was playing terribly and would go on to throw two interceptions that afternoon, including a pick six and getting picked off by Jamie Collins, who was playing right at the line of scrimmage. Not a great day for Sam Darnold. And that would be the last game he played for a little bit. I think we we'll actually played the Falcons next week and then he was injured would miss out and then come back for the final two games of the season. Either way, Darnold was not playing well and the Panthers clearly made a mistake by not just trading for him, but then exercising his fifth-year option of $18.858 million, which has really hampered the team this offseason as they tried to roster build and identify the next quarterback who can start for the Panthers and hopefully lead them to success in the future. Because that guy is not Sam Darnold, even if he tells Taylor Lewan and Barstool that he believes that he's a good quarterback and that he's proved it, which is absolutely not the case. At least we haven't seen it yet with the Jets or the Carolina Panthers last season. 
Matt and Justin Fields as well. They passed on him. I you can't tell me that Mac that uh, Kenny Pickett's better than Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Even his one great season was not better than the one great season that Mac Jones had as a starter at Alabama. The only time he got an opportunity to start at Alabama. And I know I talk about guys who have one good seasons. And here's the thing with Mac Jones was behind Tua Tungabaloa. And forget how Tua has played so far in the NFL. He's got a great opportunity this year now that they have Tyree Kill, plenty of weapons around him. It's, it's do or die here for Tua this upcoming season. He's either that guy or he's not. Two was fantastic in college. Mac Jones wasn't going to beat that guy out, and he's down at Alabama. And he had plenty of weapons around him, and he came to the NFL last year in a great situation, played really well. Justin Fields, not as not the greatest of situations that he stepped in in Chicago with Matt Nagy, who clearly was not going to be the head coach following this past season. But he was far more talented and is far more talented than Kenny Pickett, and I would even say Malik Willis. Like, when he was coming out of Georgia, in the state of Georgia with Trevor Lawrence, they were about 20 miles apart. Both of those guys were seen as generational talents. Malik Willis, that was not the case. Kenny Pickett, obviously, that was not the case. He was first committed to Temple. Those guys are not as talented as Justin Fields. And I don't think they're as they're better than Mac Jones. So just that's my own evaluation. And I would imagine the evaluation across the NFL would be the same. Last year, the Panthers looked at Sam Darnold, his experience, and thinking put him in a better situation that he would be better for this team, plus the eighth pick that turned out to be J.C. Horn, than Mac Jones and Justin Fields. They like Darnold more than they like those guys. If they loved any of the quarterbacks last season, they would have probably tried to do what San Francisco did and make sure that they got their guy. But that was not the case. They found someone they liked after whipping on Stafford and Watson having his legal issues, and they landed on Darnold, which, as we all know, was a mistake. You cannot sit here and convince me. And I don't know if you, if you even believe this in your own heart, that Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett is better than Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Like, come on, guys. So how serious are they really about drafting one of these quarterbacks? Just when you look at how everyone is evaluating and how everyone is rating these quarterbacks compared to last season. And we'll see how it all pans out. We have a quarterback on the roster right now, Darnold, who was a part of a strong draft class, considering strong in 2018. Baker Mayfield, no longer with the Browns. Josh Rosen, one and done with the Cardinals. Of course, Sam Darnold kicked to the curb in New York, looking like he's going to get kicked to the curb here in Carolina. Josh Allen's been fantastic, and Lamar Jackson's also been fantastic. Should get a contract extension soon. So two of the five were great. Although, I mean, it was Lamar was the last pick of that of the first round. So really one of the four, the guys who were really highly touted in the first round, panned out. We'll see how last year works out, and we'll see how this year works out, where class it's not – highly rated, likely could have one or two guys that turns out to actually be franchise quarterbacks. When you compare them to last year's guys, hard to to tell me that the Carolina Panthers really believe that Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis are better than Mac Jones and Justin Fields who were sitting right there at eight last season. But hey, who knows? Now, top 30 visits are going on this week here in Carolina. They met with two potential quarterback prospects on Monday. We'll talk about the other ones that are going to be coming here throughout the next two days here in Carolina when we come back here on Locked on Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Let me also say this 
when looking at this quarterback class and whether the Panthers are actually that serious about taking one of them at six. It could all be a smokescreen. I don't know. Maybe Pittsburgh or Atlanta gets desperate. They want to move up. I'm sure the Falcons fall in love with Malik Willis the same way that Pittsburgh has been reportedly interested in him since the uh, scouting combine, not the scouting combine, the uh, senior bowl back in Mobile in January. Maybe that's what's going to happen, that one of those two teams wants to jump up and take one of those guys, even though, as I've said and multiple people have said, none of these quarterbacks are really considered to be the top 10 talents in this year's draft class. That does not mean that they're not going to go into top 10 because quarterback is a position that you want to find and you need to have if you have any chance or want any chance of having success in the NFL, especially when you look at the AFC, like Pittsburgh. Mitch Trubisky, love the guy, Carolina dude. I don't know how that's going to play out. He's a lot better than... Darnold, in my opinion, you, he's done more in this league than Sam Darnold. That should have been someone the Panthers would have wanted to kick the tires on last year if they wanted to go after a former top three pick who flamed out in his first uh, starting spot in the NFL, but that's not what they wanted to do. Long-term, what's Mr. Trubisky going to be in this league? I'm not quite sure. Will he get an opportunity to truly be the guy in Pittsburgh? We'll see. So maybe the Steelers are somebody who wants to move up. Maybe it's going to be, like I said, the Falcons who want to move ahead of Carolina to get their pick at quarterback as Marcus Mariota is clearly not going to be the long-term answer. I don't think that the way the contract is laid out does not look like he's going to actually be given a legitimate shot to be the guy long-term there in Atlanta and the politic, the politics, of the NFL, as long as he plays, if he plays great, they're going to put the guy that they drafted at eight or wherever to be the starting quarterback. Eventually the guy is going to have to play in the same case here in Carolina, Sam Darnold all of a sudden starts playing. Well, it does not matter if they drafted a quarterback, they're going to play that guy. Eventually. And Sam Darnold will not be the long-term answer in Carolina. And that could end up being a huge mistake in that crazy timeline, but I don't think that's the one that they live in now. Also with the whole looking at quarterbacks here in Carolina and potentially getting a rookie, neither one of these guys is going to save Matt rules job. And isn't that what Matt rule wants to do? I've said this before, that the Panthers will find a, a very shortly here in 16 days who really has control of the roster. If it's Scott Fitterer, it might be a quarterback because he needs to find somebody at that position if he wants to be here long-term in Carolina. And same thing for Matt, Matt Rule. If Matt Rule gets his way, he might have Kenny Pickett. I don't know if that's what Matt Rule wants to do. I have no idea what's going through his head. I know one thing. He, if he doesn't win this year, he's on his way out the door. Now, Albert Breer of the morning, Monday Morning Quarterback on Sports Illustrated, um, he wrote on Monday morning talking about how, according to some of the uh, sources that he has, David Tepper is not going to allow Matt Rule to basically mortgage the team's future to try and save his job. So if there's a quarterback out there that they like, and the reports are he likes Kenny Pickett, surprise, 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 the guy who's from Pittsburgh wants the guy who played at Pittsburgh is on the water. Who could have seen that coming? that they will get that quarterback and they won't be concerned about whether Matt Rule stays or goes. Now, that's the weird thing is if you wanted, if you're not concerned about Matt Rule, if you don't want Matt Rule to basically do anything that's going to try and save his job, then why is Matt Rule still here in Carolina in the first place? So going back to just, are they actually that interested in a quarterback? Well, getting a rookie is not going to save Matt Rule's job. So for Matt Rule, as much as you might like Kenny Pickett and he's going to sell the right things about him if he comes in here. And if he starts day one, that would be great. But rookie quarterbacks traditionally struggle. There's very few Patrick Mahomes who won the MVP as rookie season. There's very few guys like Russell Wilson who come out hitting the ground, getting the ground running. Justin Herberts. We've seen it. Deshaun Watson. We've seen guys recently, but those guys are studs from day one in college. That's not the case for Kenny Pickett, who struggled until his final year at the helm at quarterback up there in Pittsburgh. 
So we'll see what happens. So uh, going on, though, this week is the uh, top 30 visits leading up to the draft here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Panthers are going to talk to six quarterbacks, going to meet with them here in Charlotte. They met with Sam Howell of North Carolina, a local kid, played at Sun Valley High School, and Bailey Zappi of Western Kentucky finally looked up how to pronounce his name, even though I don't think he'll be a Carolina Panther, but still showing some respect to Bailey Zappi, who started off at Houston Baptist, then the OC went up to Western Kentucky, headed up to Bowling Green, Kentucky, followed him there, put up massive numbers, FBS record touchdown passes in a season, but that against Conference USA and not the Southeastern Conference like Joe Burrow, who we found out is that guy and led the Bengals to the Super Bowl, lost this past season. Don't think Bailey Zappi's on the same level, but him and Sam House both spoke to the team on Monday. I think set to meet with the team on Tuesday is Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter and Liberty's Malik Willis. And then the Carolina Panthers will meet with Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh and Matt Corral from Ole Miss. All scheduled to come Monday through Wednesday. So two of them yesterday and then two today. And I believe two on Wednesday afternoon. Going to talk to Matt Rule, general manager Scott Fitter, and the rest of the Carolina brain trust here in Charlotte. And you got to see. It goes back to what Josh Norris was saying, what a lot of people were saying. You've got to find – if someone wows them, they'll use that pick. And I've, and I've said that. If they fall in love with somebody, I think they'll take a quarterback there at six. Now, the smartest thing, like we talked about on Monday, might be trading back considering the terrible decision to give up that second-round pick for Sam Darnold when no one else is trying to trade for him. And then the same thing to get reactionary and a trade for C.J. Henderson, who hasn't shown much for you to believe that he was worth that third-round pick. After I mean, one season after being drafted first uh, in the top 10 of the draft, he's now a third round pick. And then for a tight end and Dan Arnold, like his value dropped down a lot there in Jacksonville after just one season. And we'll see how that pans out. But either one of those were not great decisions for the Carolina Panthers thus far. Sam Darnold, definitely not a great decision. And CJ Henderson, I'll let that one play out longer, but does not feel like the best decision so far. And that's what leads you to the position where we're having a conversation about trading back because you don't have a day two pick and a Carolina Panthers absolutely could use one to try and continue to build the overall roster as we are still sitting here in a rebuild heading into year three of Matt Rule, which is not where the Carolina Panthers should be at this point in time. I don't think this is where anyone expected them to be at this point in time. But the failure to identify a quarterback has obviously been the main issue and that ignoring the offensive line, which they finally have decided to actually do something about by getting um, – Austin Corbett and Bradley Bozeman via free agency a couple weeks ago. So we'll see how it all plays out with quarterback and they've got to find one and it might be at six. It might be trading back, but those are the six guys they're going to look at. And the top three, as I mentioned before, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Malik Willis. And I think that Willis is on the top of that board. And if he's there at six and they, and he says enough to, for them to fall in love with him, they look at the tape and they were there and talked to him at his pro day a couple weeks ago, and you saw the pro day, I saw the pro day. He's the most impressive. All the guys that we've seen so far grew throughout those pro days. That would make sense. It's the smartest path forward for them. If they want to get a quarterback after chasing after guys, you don't want to come here. And those proven commodities, it's going to be the drafting one or getting lucky and Sam Darnold turns out to be the guy. But we pretty much know at this point in time, they're pretty over Sam Darnold. Now there are other options out there. Albert Breer, was writing about it on Monday morning. Quarterback was also on the Rich Eisen show on Monday. Check that out. Had a quick update on Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo and what potentially could happen with their futures and might they be here in Carolina, obviously dependent upon what happens here in 16 days at the NFL Draft in Las Vegas. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. 
This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Get computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can eat from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? No, we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. A few weeks ago, a lot of y'all were asking me, what about Baker Mayfield? What about Baker Mayfield? Can Baker, Carolina Panthers got to go after Baker, Baker, Baker? Okay, well, we found out that Baker Mayfield was not interested in Carolina, and Carolina was not interested in Baker Mayfield. Now that Baker Mayfield watched the Cleveland Browns sign yet another quarterback, is he a little bit more interested in trying to find a new home before the draft? Reporting coming from Albert Breer is that Baker Mayfield is likely going to find a new home prior to the NFL draft here in 16 days down in Las Vegas. Could that new home be Carolina? Well, he was on the Rich Eisen show on Monday afternoon, and he said that there still remains disinterest on the Carolina Panthers half of the side of things, and they are not interested in Baker Mayfield at the time. And the big issue for the Browns and for Baker Mayfield mainly is just the salary, $18.858 million, which if that sounds familiar, it is familiar because that's what Sam Darnold's making as the Browns last year in May. Exercised fifth-year option on Baker Mayfield and gave up on him after a season when they could find a way, well, after his fourth season, when they were able to get into the Sean Watson sweepstakes and offered him $230 million fully guaranteed. And the Panthers also, they owe Sam Darnold the same amount of money as they exercised his fifth-year option after deciding to not take Justin Fields or Mac Jones there with the eighth pick and letting their fan base know five weeks prior to the draft that Sam Darnold was their guy when they traded for him on what will always be a day that lives in infamy here in Carolina, April 5th, 2021. So for Cleveland and for Mayfield, he wants to get out of there. They could do a contract buyout, but really they want to find a team that's willing to take on or send assets to them and then take on a part of his salary. Now teams would be willing to take on his salary. They don't want to take all nearly $19 million of it. Like last year with Teddy Bridgewater when the Panthers sent him over to Denver in exchange for a six-round pick. They had to pay the majority of his salary last season. That's going to be the case for Cleveland, having to pay the majority of Baker Mayfield's salary if they're able to part ways with him via trade. And if the price comes down in terms of the salary and just knowing the Browns have backed themselves in a corner having four quarterbacks on the roster and one of them being Mayfield, who's obviously on the outs, Carolina or someone else might be able to get him for what? Six-round pick? Seventh-round pick? That's nothing at all. Cleveland won't like it. But what choice do they have? Because if Baker starts acting a fool and shows up to the offseason programs, which I don't think he's going to do, but still, acting a fool is absolutely within the realm of possibilities for Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. If that happens, you don't need that kind of energy in your locker room, especially when you're going to have Deshaun Watson still dealing with those 22 civil cases. Already bad kind of karma there with a lot of the fan base up there in Cleveland. But not our problem, not our clowns, not our circus. As far as Baker, though, 
they don't want to keep around a disgruntled employee because that typically never really works out for anybody, whether it's the NFL, whether it's Kinko's, if those things still exist or any business out there in the world. You don't want people that are upset coming into work every day, just stinking up the joint. And that would be the situation with Baker Mayfield. So if his number comes, if the salary comes down, Panthers only got to pay like, I don't know, like four or five million. They have the highest salary cap right now, $30 million. Now they can't use all of that on players because they have the, pay the draft picks and want to do some in-season moves. So really about $11 million, but they can get four or five. All they got to do is pay for Bakers and Cleveland has to pay for the rest. Yeah, that would, that'd be great to do it. But we'll see how it plays out. Cause they're still currently not interested, but mainly that's just um, dependent upon how much Cleveland wants to pay of that salary. If they're able to offload him now, Jimmy Garoppolo, who Albert Breer also gave an update on, he thinks the only reason that Garoppolo is not on a roster right now is because he's shoulder injury. And I agree. Based off Jimmy G, two of the last three seasons, going to the Super Bowl and then going to the NFC title game this past January, he should have been on a roster. He's done more in this league than Mitch Trubisky. He's done more in this league than Marcus Mariota. He's done more than a lot of those guys out there. And you would have thought he would have got an opportunity. But because of the injury, he's still on the shelf. And the problem mainly here in Carolina where Breer According to sources, there's people within the building here in Carolina who like him. Now, we've seen other reports that have said that the Panthers don't really view Garoppolo as much of an upgrade. They see him a lot like uh, Sam Darnold. Now he has a $25 million cap hit. Do you really want to take that on for a player who essentially is only going to be here for one season, only signed for a year? Do they? Do you want to give him an extension if that's something that, so you can push somebody down the road if that makes the most sense for the organization? I guess that's probably what they would do if push came to shove and they were going to bring in Garoppolo, who I think they can have success with, I don't think they're going to have the ultimate success that they want here, which kind of makes the whole exercise pretty worthless, but not really. Cause if he's good enough for a couple seasons, you can do the same thing San Francisco did. And when the time comes trade up, go get your quarterback and then tell Jimmy G that, Hey, appreciate your services. You're a great bridge quarterback. Now we're moving on to someone who we think can elevate us to the next level and actually hoist the Lombardi trophy. That could be the case. But the main issue of Garoppolo is he's not going to be available. Brand new offense coming in here with Ben McAdoo. Got OTAs going on. They have the offseason program, I believe, starts next Monday on the 18th. That's when they really have an opportunity to start meeting face-to-face with the offense and with the defense and all that. But mainly on offense, Ben McAdoo can start talking to these guys. So they're trying to learn the offense. You want to have them out there in OTAs. You want to have them out there in mandatory minicamp. You want to have all that insulation ahead of time going in to manage then when you get down to Spartanburg it's not the kind of you're not behind the, you're not you're not like falling behind on that whole, on that whole stuff but with Garoppolo he's not gonna be available likely not gonna be able to throw until I don't know June or July and by that point in time yeah it might be well before training camp but he hasn't been getting his timing down with his receivers and all that kind of stuff that's important to an offense and obviously for a quarterback in a leadership role now everyone in San Francisco they have nothing bad to say about Jimmy Garoppolo Shanahan loves him as a person. Same thing with uh, John Lynch, all the players. Everyone likes Jimmy. Like, there's no one out there that has a bad thing to say about him. So we're talking about leadership-wise. He's going to come in and would be a great leader. And of the two, like, I I just, I like, I mean, Baker might be better. I lo- I've always loved Baker. I just probably would just prefer Garoppolo just based off of the, what he's done in this league. And I just, I would rather have that for a couple seasons and then go find someone else down the road. Now, who knows? Maybe Baker might be the better option if he's an option at all. Well, the Panthers actually seem to be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. The just problem is he, the whole injury. So we'll see how it plays out. And it's going to come down to what happens here in 16 days. As the countdown continues here on Lockdown Panthers and across the NFL, the NFL draft. We'll, I'm sure, continue to get more insight as the top 30 
meetings like I talked about a couple minutes ago are going to be going on here in Carolina as they're talking to six quarterbacks. And we'll know. Maybe next week we'll get some more inside reporting from guys like Peter King or Albert Breer or the rest of the folks out there in the NFL world who would know on where Carolina's leaning. I'm totally fine with the left tackle, and I would – not really be convinced that they actually believe that Willis or Pickett is the sixth best player in this draft if they take him at six. But I totally understand why they will want to do that as they have to find a quarterback at some point in time. And, you know, the owner, David Seppert, doesn't have very much patience when it comes to construction and failure to uh, issue bonds as he doesn't have much patience when it comes to trying to find a quarterback. So we'll continue that conversation here throughout the week here on Locked on Panthers. That's going to wrap it up for me on this edition of Locked on Panthers. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube and make sure to check us out on all your favorite podcasts and platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, you name it. We are there. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Counts where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me, DM me or send in a comment just titled Friday Mailbag on YouTube on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show. I almost forgot what came after Tuesday and before Thursday there. But send in a comment on one of those shows from this past, from this week currently, and I'll answer your question on Friday. In the meantime, stay safe, keep pounding, and I will talk to you guys on Wednesday.